opportunities. Amen. God always gives us new opportunities. I want to let you know that today, right here, right now, this very moment is a new opportunity for all of us. Amen. God is always about the new. He's always about throwing things into the sea of forgetfulness, forgetting what happened yesterday. And look, today is a new day with new opportunities. We celebrate the success of our young ones and the success of anyone because God, listen, he is a God of success. He says, if you will keep my word in your mouth, observe to do all that is written therein, you will make your own way successful. You will make your own way prosperous simply by doing that. Amen. I come that you may have life, Jesus said, and have it that more abundantly. He is a God of success, of overcoming. Come on. Right? The head and not the tail. Above and never again beneath. That's the God that we serve. It doesn't mean that we don't go through things. It doesn't mean that there are not tests and trials that are thrown our way. But they are there to make us stronger. Amen? And it is up to us to endure. It is up to us to endure. That's what I want to talk about today. We're in a series called, what? The Ticket to Life. Your Ticket to Life. And very briefly this morning, I want to encourage you with something I call the endurance ticket. Now, we've talked about several tickets that Peter has given us here in 2 Peter chapter 1. If you have your Bible, you can go there. This morning, we're looking at verses 1 through 11. We've kind of been focused around verse 5 and 6 the last couple weeks. Uh, But Peter has given us several tickets uh, to life. All right, several things that we can sort of put in our arsenal uh, and and we can have life. And again, remember, the life that we're talking about is not existing. We're not talking about just waking up and existing as if you're some amoeba or, you know, some bacteria. Bacteria exists. But we're talking about the God kind of life. We're talking about Zoe. We're talking about eternal life. And one of the things that I want to tell you, thank you, Renee. One of the things that I want to tell you is that if you have been born again, if you've given your life to the Lord Jesus, you are a new creature and you don't have to wait until Jesus comes back on a white horse with the word of God written on the side. You don't have to wait until he cracks the sky to experience eternal life. You are right now, this very moment, an eternal being walking in the kingdom of God. And for most of us, our issue is not that we are not able to overcome, that we have so many things against us. Uh, Our issue is that we just don't realize who we are. And God is telling you this morning that you need to stand before the enemy and say, I know who I am. I am yours and you are mine. You are mine. And so he's given us several tickets, several tickets to life. If you have your Bible, turn to Second Peter here with me and let's read down. I'm just going to read the first 11 verses if that's okay. Second Peter chapter 1. Peter says this. He says, to those who have obtained like precious faith. Did you know that the faith that you have is just like that of Peter and all the other apostles? Your faith is not, uh, it's not second rate. You have the same faith that Paul had, that Peter had. Come on. You have that faith. 
like precious faith with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God, Jesus our Lord, as his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which we have been given, has been given to us exceedingly, Great and precious promises that through these you may be the partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is the world through lust. But also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. That's an excellence. Come on. And add to that virtue or that excellence knowledge. We're talking about the God kind of knowledge, the knowledge of God and his knowledge. Add to that. And then, as we heard Sister Dietra talk about this morning, to knowledge, self-control, some self-discipline. Come on, that doesn't come automatically. And to self-control, and this is what we want to talk about, perseverance. We want to persevere, and to perseverance, godliness. To godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, kindness, love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of the Lord, of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from old sins. Verse 10. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you may sometimes stumble. If you do these things, you will never stumble. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you do these things, he says, you will never stumble. And so he has given us tickets. Here's my definition of ticket. Here's what I'm talking about when I say a ticket to life. It's a special pass. And it's offered to you by Jesus to enter in to specified places that require someone to pay the cost of the ticket. Did you know that your salvation ticket cost is already paid for? It is bought and paid for by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. It was a high price, but the debt is paid. And the holder, if he or she chooses to, has faith to receive the tickets and enter. Now, you can reject the tickets if you want to. You don't have to accept the ticket. But the ticket is already paid for. Why not use the ticket that you have been given? God is a God of success. He is a God of overcoming. He is a God that wants us to know that he is the one that already overcame the world. Jesus said, in this world, you will have tribulation. He didn't say you might have tribulation. He didn't say you could maybe if you don't do everything right. He said you will have tribulation, but I am he that has already, already overcome the world. He's already overcome it. And so everything, saints, that comes to us is simply there to make us stronger. We, as Peter walked on water, can walk on our circumstances. We can make it through. We don't have to go around it. 
We don't have to go under it. We don't have to go over it. But you have the strength by the Holy Spirit that is in you to go right through it. You remember the three Hebrew boys that were in the fire. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire. And there was someone in there with them, the Lord Jesus Christ. But here's, here's the thing that I remember about that story that stands out. Is that they went into the fire. But when they were delivered and they came out of the fire, the Bible says they did not only were they not burned, but they didn't even smell like smoke. They had gone all the way through it and you would even, you would never even know that they'd been through the fire. But they were stronger for it. You want to know why? Because the whole time their attitude in the fire was, listen, if I burn up in this fire, God is still God. He's still on the throne. There is nothing that will make me turn away from God. I have drawn a line. I have taken a stand. I know who I am. I am his and he is mine. And there's nothing that you can bring my way or do to me that will knock me off of the block. Come on. I have made a stand. They said. And so when they came out on the other side, didn't even smell like smoke. God is calling you this morning to a spirit of endurance, of perseverance. Endurance simply means going through it and not giving up. Come on, there are those, come on, I look in the mirror sometimes. There are those who give up too early. They give up on school too early. Give up on that relationship too early. They give up on that job too early. They give up on that project too early. They give up on the purpose that God has put in your life simply because it seems hard too early. When your breakthrough is right around the corner. When your revelation was right on the other side, right behind the door, so many give up. I believe when we get to heaven, there will be things that God will show us. I had this for you. If you would have just endured, all you had to do was make it through. All you had to do was keep going. You already know who you are in God. You already know what I've done for you. You've seen me endure. You've seen my disciples and apostles endure. Now I'm calling you to the same thing. Oh, but sometimes when the rubber meets the road, it seems so difficult for us to endure. Paul is an, ap- is an apostle that endured. In his last book, his last epistle to Timothy, he said these words. He said, I have run the race. In this three part of, this three parts of his passage, he said, I've run the race. And the middle one I'm going to put at the end, he said, I have kept The faith. I've run the race. I have kept the faith. And basically he says, I endured till the end. Because he says, I finished. I finished the race. We need to be able to stand before God on that day and say, I finished the race. I didn't get halfway across the lake and give up and want to go back. I didn't get out into the wilderness and want to run back to the world. I didn't want to run back to Egypt. I wanted to keep going because that's what you have called me to. You have called me to endure. Called me to endure. 
I have kept the faith. I have fought the good fight. And I have finished the race. Now, if anyone could have given up and everyone would have said it's okay because he did a lot, it was Paul. See, Paul went out on a missionary journey and he was beaten. He was talked about. He was spat upon. He was kicked out. All of these things happened to him. And he went back. And then he said, I'm doing it again. And I imagine his friend said, Paul, listen, you went out on your, on your missionary journey. Come on, you did all that. You've planted some churches. You've done some things for the Lord. Why don't you just relax for a while? But he said, no, it's not my purpose to do that. God has called me to something else. So he went out again. Guess what happened the second time? He was beaten, bit by a snake. Come on. Gone through the storm, ship torn up. All of these things happened to him. Went back, was talking to his friends. He was almost 60 at this point. He said, guess what? I got one more in me. And I imagine his disciples were saying, Paul, come on now. I mean, listen, you're almost 60. It's not time to go out walking almost, you know, hundreds of miles. Remember, there was no, there was no other form. There was not a plane or any, you know, those types of things. They had to walk. It's not time to go walking hundreds of miles and preaching all night long and doing all those things. You have done all of those things. But he said, that's not what God has called me to. He's called me to keep going. He's called me to finish the race. He's called me to finish. And Paul finished the race. What are we talking about when we're talking about enduring? Here's what I'm talking about with the endurance ticket. It comes from a Greek word, hupomone. Hupomone. Say that with me. Hupomone. It's a Greek word. Here's what it means. It's the ticket that enables us to stay on and finish our God course. Despite obstacles, difficulties, disappointments, or attacks. We refuse. We don't refuse to give up, folks. We refuse to consider giving up. I won't even think about giving up. I refuse to consider it. Expecting God to finish His work. Because He that began, come on, a, in you, is faithful to complete it. He will complete the work in you. See, this verse 6, it says to add to self-control endurance. It says perseverance, add endurance. I've added some other words here. Uh, here's, what I, here's what I call it. Here's my definition of perseverance and endurance. How about steadfastness? The strength to keep going, to stay under, to endure when facing adversity. Never, not only never giving up, but what do we say? Never consider giving up. I won't even consider it. I won't think about it. I will not give up. Now, this virtue, hupomone, here's one thing I discovered about it. When I looked at those who made it through, who fought the good fight, when I look at Paul, and I look even back at Elijah, when I look at the life of Jesus, when I look at people like Esther and Ruth, when I look at Noah and how he made it, when I look at Moses and all that he went through, when I look at 
Peter, come on. When I even look at Thomas who doubted. When I look at those two that walked with Jesus on the road to Emmaus, when I look at all of these who finished the race, one of the things that I found out is that the endurance that they had was not an automatic deposit. Hupamone is not an automatic deposit. It's not something where you can come up here and I can pray for you and lay hands on you or Jody can pray for you or pastor can lay hands on you and say, here is a deposit of endurance. Now you have it. <laughs> no, it's not an automatic thing. Come on. Not an automatic deposit. It's not one packaged prayer that we can say, now I have it. I prayed. I got the Holy Spirit and I prayed in tongues. Now I got endurance. Oh, it's not how it works. I wish it worked that way. I wish I could go to the store and buy a big bag of hoopamone. I wish I could do that, but I can't do it. I mean, I'd make it last. I put a little in my cereal. Come on. Protein shake, little hoopamone, especially when I go to the gym, put a little extra in there. But that's not how it works. The virtue hoopamone is developed one way. It is developed by encountering trials. Now, here's the thing that I want you to understand about it. It's developed by encountering trials. Listen, I want to establish this. Don't think that the life of a Christian is just a terrible life. I've got to encounter all these trials and temptations and if I can just make it if I'm coming up the rough side of the mountain I can just make it over I can just hold on to God's unchanging hand uh, you know I, I can just make this a terrible life but listen in the end no you are a kingdom creature right now you are a kingdom creature right now and what you need to understand is that temptation from the devil is meant to destroy you. Come on. But tests from God are meant to build you up and shape you and mold you into what he's already know you can be and what he's already decided you will be. Come on. And so these tests, James says this, he says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Why? Because knowing that the testing of our faith produces patience. The testing of it produces patience. Luke said, but the ones on the rock are those who when they receive the word with joy. And these have no root who believe for a while and in the time of temptation they fall away. God wants you to be rooted in him. So when that temptation comes from the enemy... See, God will put us through certain tests. Think of it like this. You know, when you, if you play for a team, whatever it is, maybe it's the soccer team. Maybe it's the basketball team. You go through practice, and the coach puts you in all sorts of situations. You know what they'll do? They'll put you in a situation where there's only 10 seconds left on the clock. And you got to see how you do in those 10 seconds. He'll put you at the free throw line, and there's no time on the clock. And the game is tied. And you're in those situations. He, he does all those things. So when the real situation comes about, 
come on, you're not, oh my goodness, what should I do? I've already been through it. This is what God does. He, he takes it, He shows us things. He takes us through the, He allows some things to happen in your life simply because when the enemy comes your way, oh, I've seen this before. I already know what's going on. I've already seen it. Listen, I'm not getting up on the wrong side of the bed. Come on. I get up on the right side of the bed every day. Oh, because, listen, because it says you shall never fail. That's what I read. Now, I'm not making this up. I'm not talking about something we hope that we can do. I'm talking about something God told us that is possible. If these things are yours, you shall never stumble. So if you stumble, you have to ask yourself a question. Which one of these things are not mine? Where did I fall short here? Get back up and keep on going. Come on. Encountering trials. Now, here's the big thing. Here's how you develop it in you. You respond correctly to the trial that comes your way. That cultivates the hoopamone in you. Believe God is at work in your circumstances. Come on. And overcome it. Don't fall to the wiles of the devil. Don't start speaking. Watch your mouth. Only speak his word in every circumstance. Only speak his word. Because, but we know that all things work together for good to those who love the Lord, to the called according to his what? To his purpose. God has a purpose for this thing. For whom he foreknew. Come on. He also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. That his son might be the firstborn among all creation. His son. Helen Keller said defeat is simply a signal to press forward. That's all that means to me. Oh, failure? Oh, well, that means keep going. Come on. That's all that means. Keep going. The power of the endurance ticket. We need to commit to this thing. That's what gives you power. Committing to it. Here's six powerful characteristics, and I'll leave you alone today, of this thing called hupomone. And by the way, I'm, I'm emphasizing this word because sometimes things like that can help us to remember when we're in trials. You know, things like that. You know, it's, he, you're saying, what is he saying this word hoopamone for? What, you know, what does that mean to me? I, can, I know endurance. But endurance is a common word sometimes. You know, and it may not help you to remember. But if I say this funny sounding word out of the Greek, maybe sometime this week when you're going through something and somebody's talking about you and your professor's not giving you the right grade and at work your boss is not treating you right, it'll come to you, oh, I need to get my hoopamone on. Come on, get my hoopamone. I can deal with this because I am an overcomer. I am the head and not the tail. Right, come on, Satan, let's go. Let's go. We can do it. I'm not backing down. You know, I'm not into UFC fighting. I don't know how many here might be in the UFC. All my friends at work, they love UFC. Not only am I not really into UFC fighting, the mixed martial arts and all that, but I really especially hate to see girls fight. Now, I know that probably sounds male chauvinist. I apologize, you know. But, I'll, you know, it just, it, it hurts me sometimes to see girls beating each other up, you know. 
that's just personal. That I'm not, you know, that's just me. Right? And so, uh, but I tell you what, there is, there is one who is, you know, I, they compare her to Mike Tyson. Except Ronda Rousey. You ever seen her? Woo, my good. I, I would never want to fight her. I'd just be like, you look nice today. Everything's, you know, she, I tell you what. But last night, she had a fight. And the girl that got in the ring with her did not back down. You hear about that, Pastor? Oh, she wasn't scared. She gave her respect, too. She said, I love Ronda Rousey. She's one of the greatest fighters that has ever been. She's very humble. She got in the ring, kicked her butt. I've kicked her butt, knocked her out in two rounds. <laughs> knocked her out. I want you to know that God is telling you this morning, I don't care who your enemy is. I don't care how big your enemy is. I don't care how many fights your enemy has won. I've given you a little secret. It's called hoopamone. And when you get in the ring, you're going to knock them out. You're going to knock them out. That's what God is telling you this morning. I don't care who your enemy is. Don't worry about it. As long as you got me, we got the majority, God is saying. We have the majority. So quickly, here's six powerful characteristics of this thing I'm calling hoopamone. First of all, this endurance, hoopamone, endurance, it's a spirit-filled faith attitude. Come on. It's an attitude that is filled with faith. This spirit is filled with faith. You must believe. Now, faith is not just saying, I believe. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. Said it seven times, said it 13 times, 19. Now I really got it. No, that's not what it is. But it's the action that goes along with your confession. Come on, if you really believe, your actions will follow that up. It's a faith-filled attitude. Endurance expects God to give strength. I know he's going to do it. I'm not hoping that he might do it. But this attitude expects that God's hand is on me. And he's going to give me the strength and endurance to make it through. It's an expectation. That's your faith-filled attitude. Endurance, the endurance spirit holds your ground. I've drawn a line. I will not receive. I will not, as it says in Hebrews, I will not shrink back. Do you know that God doesn't respect those that shrink back? Read Hebrews. I think it's around chapter 11 or 12. He doesn't respect those that shrink back. You want to know why? Because it just doesn't affect you. That's a slap in his face. He's saying, I've given you my spirit. I've given you what you need, everything you need. Get in there. And as soon as you get in there, you become fearful. And he's saying, I've not given you the spirit of fear, but the spirit of power. Spirit of love, spirit of a sound mind. You're in your right mind when you go into the fight. Don't shrink back. God doesn't respect that. Endurance spirit persists under adversity. It doesn't just persist when things are going well. Everything is going well. We have money in the bank. Everybody's being nice to me. I'm being nice to everyone. I have enough clothes. I have enough food to eat. My family's getting along. The kids are doing well. My professor gave me an A. My boss gave me the promotion. All is well. And so, boy, I am just enduring. 
I'm making it through. No, the endurance spirit is when the adversity comes. Come on, like a country song. I won't go into it. But when that happens, come on, that's when you need to endure. That's when you need to endure. Keep that spirit. Come on. Don't focus on your hardships or any hardships the enemy may put your way. Endurance spirit refuses to give up. Einstein, considered the greatest genius of the 20th century, he said this. He said, I think and think for months, for years. 99 times the conclusion is false, but the 100th time I am right because I didn't give up. I didn't give up after 10 times thinking about it and it just wouldn't work. I didn't give up after 74 times and it still is not working. This thing just doesn't work. But the 100th time... I found the answer. Don't give up. It's right there in front of you. Refuse to give up. The endurance spirit keeps going. It keeps going. It keeps going. Listen, here's, you say, well, isn't that the same as not giving up? Here's what I'm saying with keeps going. There are days when things seem to be okay, but you're still just a little tired. Or shiny object. You ever experienced that? You're going along, everything's all right. Hey. What was that? It's a shiny object. Something's going on over here. I got to see what's happening over that way. But God said, don't be distracted. Keep going. Keep moving. That's what my wife says. Stay calm and keep moving. Is that it? Oh, stay calm. Carry on. You can do it. It's all right. Stay calm. Carry on. <laughs> and then finally, the endurance spirit. And here's what it is, gains victory in spiritual warfare. You, saints, have the victory. Here's what you need to understand about that. The thing about it is, remember Jesus said that I am he who already overcame the world? What we need to get in our mind and what's difficult because we operate in a three-dimensional world. We operate by what we see, hear, smell, taste, that type of thing, uh, right? How we feel. We operate by emotions right now. And so it's difficult for us to get this in our thick heads sometimes. <laughs> but what we need to understand is you, it's not that you're going to gain the victory one day. You already have the victory. God already gave you the victory. Now he's calling you to a place to walk in it. I want you to walk in the victory. God is saying, see what I see. See through my eyes. Let me open your eyes if you'll be open to it. Trust me. Trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus than to trust and obey. God is calling us to a place this morning, saints, a place of endurance, of not giving up, a place of faith. I don't care what has happened to you. I don't care what happened yesterday. I don't care if you messed the thing up. Come on, I won't ask for no raise of hands, but, I, you know, we can raise our hands. Who's messed the thing up before? I know I have. Come on. I started it. I thought it was going good, and I messed the thing up, <laughs> whatever it was. <laughs> Whether it was a test, whatever. I mean, I've messed it up before. But God is saying, today's a new day. There's always opportunity. Don't be hampered. Don't be stifled. Don't be stuck by your past. Not even what happened yesterday. Because this is the day that the Lord has made. 
and we will rejoice and be glad in it. And God has given you the victory. Today is not a day to say, oh boy, listen, I'm going to get the victory. Today is a day that says, wow, my eyes are open. I realize that I already had the victory the whole time. Today is a day for you to understand you already have it. Everything you need, God has already given to you. It's already in you. He's given you his spirit, and thereby he's given you his power. He's given you all power to overcome sin, to witness for him, to be successful. He's given you his word, and with that, you can endure anything that comes. All we have to do is just go through the battle. Don't try to go around it. Don't try to go under it. Don't try to go over it. Go through it. Walk on the water. How many...